Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Tropical Storm Hillary brought lots of rain to parts of Southern California. In San Diego County, that will help ease the risk of wildfires, at least in the short term. KPBS reporter Eric Anderson has more. Several rainfall records for August fell around the county. Escondido, Vista, and Cuyamaca all set records. The National Weather Service predicted rainfall totals will be the highest in the mountains. More than six inches fell at Palomar Mountain. At Mount Laguna, the recorded rainfall topped four and a half inches. Cal Fire's Thomas Schutt says the rain tamps down the risk of wildfires. Now with this this rainstorm, hopefully that will be less of a concern, but the wind can dry out our fuels very rapidly. You know, if we have a, a couple of Santa Ana wind events, what are our fuel conditions going to look like? That that has yet to be seen. Schutt says unlike spring rains, which feed plant growth, this soaking likely won't add to wildfire fuel loads. For the California Report, I'm Eric Anderson in San Diego. In the northern California town of Paradise, many survivors of the devastating 2018 campfire have been watching news of wildfires in Maui with a sense of disbelief. The blaze that destroyed Lahaina has now surpassed the campfire for fatalities, with more than 100 dead and hundreds more still missing. From Paradise, here's Jamie Jung of North State Public Radio. After playing basketball at Paradise's rebuilt recreation center, Julian Biggerstaff sat in the shade and ate a protein bar. Before I interrupted him, he'd been reading a story on his phone about how little warning people in Maui had to flee. I'm like, that's insane. Biggerstaff was out of town on the day that paradise burned, but he remembers the stories of people fleeing just minutes ahead of the flames. Another eerily similar detail about Maui, Biggerstaff says, the lack of evacuation routes. Here, you know, you only had one or two ways, either north or south, and, you know. Theirs is the ocean. There's a bunch of people jumping in the ocean. Biggerstaff, who was born and raised in Paradise, says it's just depressing to watch such a similar debacle play out. The same goes for Dave Brothers as he waits for takeout at a Thai restaurant in Paradise. It's still a very fresh wound. Brothers is a retired fire captain and helped fight the campfire. He says the outrage in Maui over late notifications and poorly planned exit routes reminds him of Paradise. 
So I think when people in our community here see the stuff on the news regarding Hawaii, it really reopens those experiences. Those memories have motivated people in paradise to donate to survivors in Maui. Dean Fender is helping collect funds for the Paradise Rotary Club. He says he knows what people in Lahaina are going through. The feeling of hopelessness and that everything is gone, including your community. Fender says the money they send will help people get back on their feet. And he says the people of Paradise are ready to share all they've learned about wildfire recovery when people in Maui are ready. For The California Report, I'm Jamie Jiang. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. On Sunday, a 5.1 earthquake rattled much of Southern California. It thankfully didn't cause much damage or injury, but the quake was a reminder that a far more costly Templar can hit at any time. That got us thinking about earthquake insurance, and we found out that the California Earthquake Authority, which administers quake coverage in the state, is making some big changes to quake policies. I talked about them with Glenn Pomeroy, CEO of the Authority. Mr. Pomeroy, can we start with some earthquake insurance basics? Standard home insurance policies don't cover quake damage, but yet very few Californians have earthquake insurance coverage, and it's not required to buy in the state even if you live smack dab on top of a fault line, right? That's correct. No one has to buy a strictly voluntary, and, and uh, consequently, the take-up's pretty low. Uh, only about 10, 11% of the homes in California have earthquake insurance. Uh, that's kind of a problem when the big disaster strikes, because there's going to be a lot of uninsured loss out there. So your agency, with partners in the private insurance market, offers quake insurance policies, but you're changing them. You'll be offering a big cut in compensation for personal property loss in quakes, from $200,000 to $25,000, and you're getting rid of lower deductible rates for homes worth a million dollars or more, or that were built more than 40 years ago that haven't been retrofitted. Why is the California Earthquake Authority doing this? CA is facing the same financial challenges that the entire insurance industry is facing today with uh, cost to rebuild homes soaring. Uh, that means that therefore we need more financial capacity to protect that home uh, in case it's, it's damaged. So we were facing the, concept, the, the possibility of having to go to policyholders and charge them a very large rate increase. Um, in order to mitigate the size of that increase, we looked at our coverages and made some strategic decisions that helped soften the blow of any rate increase that's going to be necessary. Deductibles, we have offered lower deductibles than required by state law, 5%, 10%. We have, the bare, bare minimum is 15%. But for homes in excess of a million dollars, we're saying uh, we're going to ask you folks to self-insure more of it. You can afford to, and we're trying to keep the uh, rates uh, uh, affordable for all. So 
homes over a million will have a, that lower deductible removed. Also, homes that are pre-1980, built pre-1980, that have not been properly retrofitted. Same thing. Uh, their 5% and 10% deductible will go away. It's really an incentive to encourage homeowners to get that house retrofitted, make them sell, the, the family safer, and, and reduce the cost of earthquake insurance. But you acknowledge that for some at least, this means less quake coverage at a higher price. Yeah, well, yes, right, for some. Uh, fortunately, not for most, but for some, that's right. Here's the thing. We took a number of strategic steps over the last couple of years to take the pressure off of rate increases. The steps we've taken, most especially these coverage modifications, uh, uh, will reduce the amount of rate increase that we're going to need someday by 30 percentage points. So if we someday need to raise rates by 10% in order to continue to comply with state law, that 10% raise would have been a 40% raise uh, uh, had we not taken these changes. So it's with the policyholders' best interest in mind that these changes were made, but that's not to say that uh, it won't be a you know, tough medicine for uh, some to swallow. Can we step back from quake insurance specifically and look at the wider insurance market? As you know, more powerful natural disasters are happening at a faster rate because of climate change. And partly because of that, we have insurance companies retreating from the California market. Do you think that an insurance day of reckoning is coming here in California and really the rest of the country? Well, that's a very good question. Uh, my personal view is natural catastrophe risk is getting harder and harder for the private insurance industry uh, to to handle um, without some sort of a broader sort of public mechanism. And this happens from time to time. Back in the 60s, our country decided that flood was, was a risk that needed federal government help. So the National Flood Insurance Program came in. As, as the private insurance industry strains to be able to retain coverages that prices people can afford. I think over the next 10 years, there will be uh, thoughts given to see if there's if there's other public steps that the state or federal government might take to help make sure that insurance protection remains available in disaster-prone areas. All right. We have been speaking to Glenn Pomeroy, CEO of the California Earthquake Authority. Mr. Pomeroy, thanks so much for joining us on the California Report. Thank you, Saul. Enjoyed it. And that's the California Report for Tuesday, August 22nd. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at Irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment, and if you love what you're hearing, 
and I know you love what you're hearing. Please consider becoming a KQED member. Get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? It's history, it's people, it's unique blend of cultures. Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Happy reading!